Before we start with today's message, I wanted to let you know that your time with God doesn't have to end when this devotion does. Oh, it's Pastor Mike, by the way. <laughs> if you still find yourself wanting more great resources that take you deep into God's Word and deeper into the faith that you want, just visit us at timeofgrace.org. However you learn best, I bet we've got something for you. From our sermons, to our video devotions, to written devotions, to books, to blogs, and, of course, to more podcasts. One more time, just visit timeofgrace.org. I'll see you there. You might be wondering, if angels are real, then why do you ever feel alone? One of the more famous angel movies or angel-related movies it's a, is a classic that goes back many decades called It's a Wonderful Life. It's a story about a man named George Bailey and his guardian angel named Clarence. And uh, <laughs> there's so much wrong with the movie <laughs> related to angels that it feeds a lot of misconceptions about, um, about angels. Like Clarence is supposed to be a person who was once a human on earth and, and then he died and he's working to get his wings so that he can become an angel. Well, that, that doesn't happen. Um, people don't become angels. In fact, one of the passages that uh, I've referenced already in the series from the book of Hebrews says that it, that would actually be a downgrade for humans, where it says that angels are ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit eternal life. And so if we were to become an angel, we would take a step down to the level of those who are there to serve the human race. And so it's okay that we and our loved ones don't become angels, which means it's also okay to believe that uh, it's, it's incorrect to say, Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings, which is what comes up in the movie. Anyway, so Clarence in this movie, he's, uh, he's talking with the big fella, with, uh, with, with God or the chief angel, or it's with the chief angel. And he's describing his new assignment, which is to go and help George Bailey. And Clarence asks, well, what's wrong with George? You know, is he, is he hurt? Is he, is he sick? Is, you know, it's, um, has he been in an accident? You know, different, different things like that. And, and the person who's talking to Clarence, who's giving him the assignment, says, no, Worse, he's discouraged. He's discouraged. And in the movie, obviously, an angel didn't stop that from happening. But in real life, well, the same happens in real life. That angels don't often stop us from feeling discouraged or alone or distressed. And, and even Jesus acknowledges as much. Just listen to the section in Matthew chapter 18 where Jesus is talking and he says, See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. So Jesus affirms a couple of things there. One, that there are angels watching over even the, uh, even the littlest ones among us. Um, but he also gives some neat insight into it. That as the angels look at the ones that they, are, that they are, in a sense, assigned to watch by God, they can always see the face of our Father in heaven. And I want you to imagine what your face looks like whenever you see a new baby for the first time. Maybe it's your own child, maybe it's somebody else's. But when you see a new baby for the first time, your face just lights up. And that's what Jesus is saying what happens with our Father in heaven, his face. Whenever he thinks of his children, it just lights up with delight. And you know, if you have ever held in your arms a fragile little child, you know that there is, well, you will do anything in your power to protect that. And that will often show up in your face, in your face of delight, in your face of determination to be there. And, 
You know, and, and everything that other people can see, they can see that this child means something to you. And that's what the angels see as they are watching over and guarding all the little ones that they are assigned to. They see the face of our Father in heaven and, and they see how much this child means to God. And they take that knowledge and they do something good with it. They protect that child. So some great things that Jesus is teaching us there about the activity of angels in the lives of even, of even the littlest ones. However, Jesus acknowledges in that section that even Jesus himself and certainly you know, all of the angels didn't stop these little ones from feeling despised. I mean, why else would Jesus have to tell someone not to despise these little ones if someone wasn't guilty of despising them, making them feel rejected or alone or discouraged in some kind of way? So the angels don't stop that from happening. But then Jesus goes on to make a promise about something that will happen. He says, what do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go to look for that one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he's happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. The angels don't stop us always from being overlooked, from feeling alone, from feeling discouraged. But God uses his angels to make sure that even the little ones will not perish. And we can't always see how he's doing that. That's what Jesus is teaching them. But other places in scripture teach us the same thing. In, uh, in Hebrews chapter 13, it says, it says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And so in other words, some people that you just brush across on the, on the sidewalk some days, they might be angels and you don't even know it. You're surrounded by more protection and by more servants sent from God to keep an eye on you than you're ever aware of. And there's a place in the Old Testament that gives us a cool picture of how this happened. In 2 Kings chapter 6, um, a young man named Gehazi, kind of a fun name, uh, Gehazi was with his mentor named Elisha. And there were people coming after them and they had fled to a place where they thought that they were safe. But then Gehazi opened up the door in the morning and surrounding them were armies of their enemies. And he said to Elisha, what are we going to do? We're surrounded by so many. And Elisha looked at him and he said, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And then it says, Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. And then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha, army angels surrounding their enemies. Those who were with them were more than those who were against them. And even if that weren't the case, if, the, if our enemies weren't outnumbered by angels that we can't always see, we would, of course, have still the biblical truth that God is with you too. God himself is with you too. That's the promise that he made. That's the promise that he kept at the cross of Jesus. That God would do whatever it takes, that he would suffer whatever was necessary to always be there for you. And that that God who did that is also the God who showed on the third day that he was more powerful than death itself, more powerful than Satan himself, more powerful than any sin 
even our own. When Jesus talked about the little ones, it's easy for us immediately to imagine little children, people who are little in their physical life. And it's certainly possible that he was talking about them, but, but many believe that it wasn't little children he was talking about, those who are little in their body size, but instead, when he was talking about little ones, he was talking about those who are little in their faith. In other words, individuals who sometimes have a hard time believing that God's love for them is real, that angels are really doing anything for them, or that God would even, even care to remember them and be there for them in the best possible ways. And if that's you, if you ever feel little in your faith, just take Jesus' words to heart, that God is not willing that any of his little ones will ever perish and be separated from him.